My name is Elizabeth Evans, and I'm a homeschooling mom to four kids, ages two through nine, and we are learning how to make joy normal. My name is Bonnie Landry, and I want to welcome you to season two of our podcast, Make Joy Normal. Um, we want to thank everybody for their support and uh, and how much you've shared this podcast with uh, your friends and those who you think it would be helpful for. Um, I am a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a grandma. I've been homeschooling for 30 years. My kids are ages 14 to 33. I only have one at home now. I'm a speaker, a writer, a blogger, and I guess we're podcasters now, Elizabeth. <laughs> and uh, I'm an advocate of joy. So welcome to our podcast. Okay, welcome and good evening. I'd like to uh, introduce our listeners um, to Suzanne and Julie who are the creators of a new podcast, which is absolutely lovely, uh, called Latte and Laundry, um, which has got a, I'll let them tell you about it, but it's got a really uh, kind of a cool theme to it. And the reason, I can't really remember how we met. So I'm going to ask you guys to sort of share sure. how we, you know, how we met and, and how you guys ended up in my life. Um, but uh, what really impressed me when they interviewed me for their podcast, Latte and Laundry, was the friendship that you guys have, which is obviously very, very special. <laughs> and uh, I think it's something that if not, we don't all have that we should all really long for and strive for, um, you know, in our adult lives. And so I thought it would be really cool to have a, an episode on friendship. Um, over the next few weeks, just so our listeners know, we're going to be talking about absolutely some of the challenges in homeschooling, which really come to a head in January, February, March, you know, in those winter months and dreary months. And I think that that friendship to me was an important topic to address right now because uh, it is one of the things that can really help us through some of these difficult times. And mm. so, um, welcome, ladies. We uh, we're so Thank excited you. you're here. And we're just going to ask us, can you just guys just tell us a little bit about yourselves, you know, your family, where you live, um, you know, how Great. you Yeah. Uh, um, so here. I'll start. I'm Julie. Um, so I live in Connecticut now, but I'm actually raised, I was raised in Wisconsin. So I'm a big cheese head. I came to Connecticut actually doing missionary work. It was a really beautiful segue from college. Uh, I had some friends who invited me to, to live with them. So I lived with them, saw the beauty of like motherhood and marriage and all these beautiful things. And I was able to do missionary work in Haiti for a while. And then I got a, a full-time teaching job. Um, then I met my husband and now I'm kind of stuck in Connecticut. <laughs> stuck. <laughs> oh, I'm a little stuck. No, I love, I love stuck. it. Yeah. <laughs> I adore it. I love Connecticut. It's, uh, it's definitely different, but I love it. Um, yeah. So Suzanne and I met, um, she actually knew my husband before I even knew her. Yeah. So we became quick friends. We, I don't know, our, our faith kind of pulled us together. Our mutual love for pretty much everything, yeah. mostly coffee. Did you end up going to the same church? No. So that's the funny thing is, um, okay. So I'll introduce myself before yes. I start talking. Okay. So yeah. hey guys, I'm Suzanne Villadu. Um, I was actually born and raised in the honorable state of Connecticut. Honorable. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I actually believe that all the time, but I, this is also where I'm stuck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and I, so I'm not a cheese head. I do adore cheese, but I'm not a cheese head. Um, and I actually met my husband. We started dating as like juniors in high school. So we we're high school sweethearts, uh, stayed together through college. And, you know, we were just teasing the other day. We're like, could you have gone back and looked at your like 17 year old self and been like, this is where you be like, 
hey, fast forward, we'd be married, five kids, you'd be homeschooling, stay at home mom, like all this stuff. I was like, no, I mean, I'm like <laughs> loving it, but like, no, I totally couldn't have seen that coming. So yeah, we, we connected because, um, again, like, I feel like sometimes like you just like meet certain people and you instantly like hit it off. And I had met Julie through mutual friends and I didn't even really realize that like Mike and her, Julie were like, oh, that's, that's Mike. I know Mike. He's yeah. actually, her husband is actually, um, my sister's husband's cousin. Okay. So it's, it's like a weird long stretch, but that's not even how we got connected. That's just like an extra, like, you don't have nice to keep track life. of that. There's no test. Yeah. That, right. Okay. Like our kids like to say they're cousins. Cause there's all somehow they're connected, even right. though I'm not sure that there's any actual blood connection, yeah, but whatever, we'll biblical, let it go. The biblical so, um, version yeah. of cousin. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we hit it off and we've been like fast friends for yeah, ten years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna ask you how long has that been? Yeah. Okay. For us, about ten. Yeah, because right? I, I mean, you gave props to your husband. I have a really wonderful husband, four kids. I, I realized I did not say that. I know. I was like, did you say how much? No, I did. Um. Yeah. So no, it was about when when Mike and I got married. I think we met. Shortly yeah. After that, so yeah. And it's funny years. because I missed their wedding. Yeah. And we always say, oh wow. We like no, my husband and I have been together for fifteen years, so there was a bigger gap. But I like really just met them like right before they got married, but I wasn't like close enough friends. So now it's like, so weird to be like, wait, how come you weren't at my wedding? Yeah. So, so. And then homeschooling, the homeschooling component, that's pretty new for you guys. What ages yeah. are you again? I give her full credit. Oh, oh, well, no, yes. I think no, no. So, yeah. Okay. So both of us have, all right. Our, my firstborn's 11. She's a sixth grader now. And then we both have like, my next in line is in line with her her son, they're good buddies. Um, and they're third graders, nine, eight and nine. So then she has three more under that. And I have three more under that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, so we both in the fall of 2018, I got pregnant with my fifth born and I just started looking at the writing on the wall. And I was like, like, I thought God really tapping on my shoulder for a while about really wanting to change the culture of what my family looks like. And I just started realizing, I was like, I, actually only give my kids the worst of me the rat race so we were sending our kids to this awesome school um but it was a lot of driving because it wasn't the in-town public school or anything like that so we would have to do like the morning commute the afternoon commute afternoon commute we're in the car all the time so I was just like racing my kids all around and I realized I'm like this like I'm having about to have a fifth born I saw the right on the wall I'm like I have so many more years ahead of this rat race where I have zero time to actually delight and find joy with my kids because all I am is like, all right, let's go on to the next, on to the next, you know? And I, and I just started realizing like, I don't want this. Like I was literally treating my kids like something to just be dealt with. And I realized that in myself. And I was like, this isn't like, this isn't what it's supposed to be. Like, why am I having all these beautiful babies? If I'm just to get my day over with and don't get me wrong. Just because I started homeschooling does not mean I don't have days where I'm like, I need to get my day over with. Like, there was this realization of like, no, this is God. Right, right, right. Um, but it was just this realization of like, no, I want more for my family. Right. Yeah. And so we just, like, I just, when I get passionate about something, I just talk. Yeah. And so we're like really good friends. And I'm just like, I can't, I'm, this is, I'm changing it up. I was like, absolutely not. I will never homeschool. Like I, I was not anti-homeschool. I just, I think I really thought I couldn't do it. Like mm, I'm, right. I'm not enough for my children. It's yeah. so true that sometimes, you know, we feel like our relationships aren't good enough mm-hmm. to actually be homeschooling them. The reality is here's the not possible, right? That's where, you know, God fills in the cracks, exactly. right? So <laughs> yeah. I was uh, putting the baby down uh, right before coming on here and 
he was just reminding me so much that because I was thinking like, how, how am I going to explain this like idea of homeschooling, how I got there? And, and it was this idea of I'm not enough. And he kept reminding me. And that's when I kept telling you, I am enough. Though. Right. God's telling me that like, I'm enough for you. And I will give you what you need to teach these little yeah. souls. I will, I will give you all the graces you need as long as you're open to God is. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that, Bonnie. Exactly. God is enough. So sorry to, uh, to continue on your story. So how did you make that conversion to a homeschooler? Yeah. Well, um, so my sister-in-law has seven kids and she's a homeschool mom since day one and she's loved it. And I just always looked up to her and I was like, wow, I just, I don't think I could ever do that. And then this one over here, this one I'm pointing to, if you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> Suzanne, um, she was like, Hey, little birdie, like, Hey, I'm thinking about homeschooling. And by the way, I'm just going to do it. I'm all in. I'm just going to do it. And my husband, my amazing husband goes, Hey, I've been really praying about this. And I've been listening to these talks and listening to podcasts. I think we should pray about homeschooling. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, absolutely no, not. You're not and going to pray. Like, no, no, no. Well, that's the funny thing is I, I tell people this all the time. They're like, Oh, you wanted to homeschool. I'm like, no, honestly, I didn't want to. Yeah. Like I had many of my own selfish reasons where I was like, no, like I enjoy folding laundry without people climbing all over me and that (laughs) I can kind of squeeze that in right now you know so but I just there was this real sense of um the more time I actually devote in around the relationships in my home Mm -hmm. the more joy I would actually end up finding and the more joy-filled home we would have and I I really like I just kept tapping that on my shoulder and so there was this like I mean we had talked about it we always tinkered around in our community of friends um we have a really pretty tight knit community. We always tinkered around like, oh, we should just homeschool. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, ha, ha, ha. And I was right? like, I'll do it with everybody and, else. Yeah, we always were like, well, if everybody does it. And this year it was, it was, God was really good because there was this deep conviction in me. It was a slow process where I was discerning it. I interviewed people. I really was prayerfully discerning it, but it was like, I was so convicted that I was like, I remember telling Julie, like, I'm doing it. Nobody joins me. Like, this is what my family needs. And I'm jumping in like head first. And then you know, it got, took a year. Yeah. A whole year. Oh yeah. That Since yeah. you telling me you're going to do it, it took me an entire year to be like, I'm on board. Let's do this. And she yeah. was like, you're doing it for you. Not for me. I know. I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm in. And now we're like, never looking back. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So it's been, it's been so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth, so, do you want to grab the next question? Yeah. Well, I'm curious um, to hear about your podcast. So can you explain to us what you guys talk about? And <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think you already mentioned the name of it, Latte and Laundry, but the tagline of kind of our blog and our podcast for Latte and Laundry is the journey to stealing our souls while moving our world. And the whole point of this, right, which you kind of, if you listen to our podcast, we kind of mentioned it in the intro. It's just this idea of as moms, as wives, as women, just living in this world, it's, I think I often found myself really struggling with, okay, I actually am not just some contemplative nun. I can't just sit and, and like pray and just be totally quiet and this like inner peace all the time. I actually have to like move. I have jobs to do. I have to feed the kids. I have to now homeschool and teach lessons and correct. Right. Um, so it was this real, like, um, understanding of the struggle to really try to be still inside, right? This like centered soul while actually moving and doing all the duties that God has set out before us, right? So 
that's kind of like in our intro of our podcast, we say that it's like, you know, it's this balance we're trying to find in motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything else as we like slowly crawl and attempt to reach the greater heights of like sainthood. So like, that's the underlying premise and kind of like the underlying theme is it's like balance seeking. Yeah, we, we use uh, Martha and Mary as our, our baseline, you know, that idea of being both Martha and Mary. And that's Bonnie when we were like cracking up when you yeah. came out with Martha, Martha. We're like, no, no, it was awesome. No, like, like, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. like, no way. We can't believe like how, how that world is like coming and people need to realize like we need to be both Martha mm-hmm. and Mary. We need to be doing as a Martha, but we need to be sitting at the feet of Christ as a Mary in every moment. And so finding that balance, like Suzanne said so beautifully, like you have to find that balance every day in every moment at every second of your washing dishes, changing a poopy diaper, whether you're homeschooling, like whatever you're doing, but it's really hard. And that's like the idea of the words latte and laundry is like the latte we're big coffee drinkers. So the latte is like the, like that's often if I'm like having prayer, morning prayer, or like this quiet inner, you know, contemplative moments, it's I'm often sipping a coffee. So that's like our, our, you know, our stillness, the latte and the laundry is the working, the doing it's the Mary and the Martha. That is kind of the underlying theme of the podcast. It's a great idea. We had a really fun um, interview and uh, yes, that was really that was that interview that that was you know that that finding the balance and for for mothers that's really a, it's, it's a really uh, juggling act right yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's yeah. yeah I'm totally a and Martha. that was great you're totally oh, a Martha. We're, we're <laughs> well it's funny because we teased about like um you know should we have something we always ask our the people that we interview and one of the things we said we had talked about was like who do you relate more to martha or mary and we were like i cannot wait to find the person if we asked that who would say mary like i would love <laughs> i'm sure there are right? yeah there are mary and martha's but i'm like i'm just such a martha julie's such a martha so many people we know are martha so i'm like where's the mary yeah, yeah. yeah. and i think like I've, one time we heard it described that um i don't know if this came up on the interview that we did but described as that 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 mayor um that martha is the active life right that you know mm-hmm. the vocation that is active and mary represents the contemplative life yeah right? you know and so most of us have not chosen that that's why we're listening to podcasts on how to do it better right <laughs> you know so, and so you know that's but it is such a um it's such a juggling act and we are so anyway so i'm really grateful for what you guys have have done for sure i think oh thanks well we like if we haven't mentioned this yet, we're so grateful for what you guys are doing yeah. because we were your biggest fans prior. <laughs> so, like, so we're like, like no, no, our like, biggest fans. <laughs> no, like when when we first got wind of you, Bonnie, and this podcast, uh, we were struggling in the homeschooling world a little. As you know, it was a huge adjustment. Yeah, and so it was really great when we, you know you guys became like something that we became aware of because then we were just like feeding our soul with good. And I think we talked about this, like you were saying about like finding that balance, the, the still and the working. And I think in the homeschooling world specifically, that's been a real struggle and something that I'm like, really, I mean, I think it's going to be probably every day, but that I'm fighting for. And I think what's really funny, I almost like laugh at myself is if you know me, I'm extremely type A personality. Like I am like, 
everything always has to be organized checklist, you know, and I don't, maybe not my drawers, like my drawers are probably cluttered and stuff, but the counters <laughs> look really clean. So you'll come to my house and look type like, A right across the board. That's just not possible. Yeah. Right. 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 So, so I'm extremely type A, but I think it's through listening to people like yourself and the conversations that you and Elizabeth have that have been really good for me because I think in my homeschooling journey, I've actually, I don't, if you knew me, you probably wouldn't expect me to be the type of homeschooler that I am because I'm way more like family learning, read alouds, like all the stuff that, and I think it's because of why I entered homeschooling, yeah. right? Like I didn't come from this angle of I just had to get out of the school I was doing, or I'm going to teach my kids all the best ways to learn. It wasn't that my kids were getting a great education. Like right. things were really good. And I had this like tapping on my shoulder of like, but I want something better for you guys. And so that really set the stage for, at least for my family. And I feel like you're similar where it's a struggle to not just totally get caught up in the checklist. So something that you've always said, Bonnie, that I've always really struck me in my heart was this idea of relationships over stuff, people over stuff, right? So yeah, so that's just been something that I kind of lean on a lot in my homeschooling journey is when I get caught up in the checklist and the doing and making sure I'm getting the assignments and I, and I look and I'm like, wait, okay, this kid's in third grade. What are they supposed to learn this year? When I start to spiral down that path, yeah. but I circle back to like, what was my, why, why did I do this? And it was for this great family culture. And if I'm like beating them to death over a lecture of some assignment, that's not going to push that culture that like I so know yeah. that I'm desiring for our family and more fruit comes out of it when I focus on yeah. the relationship over the stuff. Right? And they're not going to learn any better because you, you know, uh, because exactly. you demand that they know something, right. You can't force someone to know something, right. Yeah. you know, so, you know, as, as no, you can't right. exactly. Yeah. Just more to the relationship, just more to the relationships over stuff thing. It's kind of funny that we're talking about this because I kind of reached a breaking point this week in my own home where my kids are like totally incapable of cleaning up after themselves. And here I'm, I don't know if we've even announced this yet, but I'm five months pregnant. And it's like, I'm getting to the point where I can't be bending down. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my gosh. I did find that out. And I congratulated you online, but I'm like, so excited. I did not know that. So this is complete shock and excitement. Yay! Yes. Oh, I'm so, so excited. excited. Ah. <laughs> so when's your due date? July 10th. Oh my gosh. Oh, summer baby. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Awesome. But like, I can't be bending down and picking up toys, you know? So I boxed up 90% of their stuff and I was like, you know what? It's time for us to have just our relationships and not things. Yeah. And I'm tired of yelling and being it. on top of you for cleaning up. So I just did it last night and they didn't bat an eye this morning. Awesome. You know, a few years ago, we went on this really big trip. It was the first time we'd done a big road trip. My husband had always wanted to do road trips, but until, while we were having babies, it was just like, no, I can't, I'm just strapping a baby to car seat and driving for five hours straight. No. So anyway, we went on this five week yeah. road trip and our youngest was five at the time. And so I had my uh, daughter who was about 18 and then my three sons and then my youngest daughter who was about five. And, you know, we had 
nothing really to play with. I mean, we brought a few books and we had audiobooks and things like that, but we had nothing. So whenever we stopped somewhere, those boys had a, they carried around a soccer ball everywhere with them and they would just get out of the car and start kicking around a soccer ball. And the, the relationship that grew, particularly between the three boys, was so amazing, um, you know, because mm. there was no distractions, right? They had to get so along. Fair, it wasn't yeah. fun enough if they didn't get along. And the same thing, our oldest daughter, the, the oldest daughter who was with us, um, who, you know, she was about 17 or 18. And our relationship with her just really blossomed in an adult way because, there was no, you know, housework and dinner to make mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You know, it was just such a, it was amazing. You know, and I think travel really does that for you, right? Yeah. That that you right. Um, really realize how little you need in order to really foster joy and happiness, you know? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I really want to get into friendships because that's a topic okay. that is so, so vital. So let's, uh, let's veer into that as much as I want to continue down this path. Um, I want to know what was the quality that drew the two of you into a friendship with each other? And it might be different for both of you. So, um, that's a great so for me, I can answer that pretty Ooh. easily. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so much about Julie that I love. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, um, one of the first things, and it's grown, right? It's like almost like a marriage where you think you loved your spouse, like when you got married and you might have gone through a lot over the years of marriage, like the hard work of it. But then you like, look at your, each other and you're like, I love you so much more. Like I thought <laughs> so I loved true. you. That's a joke. I love you so much more. Right. Um, so it's like that now with Julie, where I'm like, I love her to a whole new depth. But I think originally when we first uh, became friends, I had a tragedy in my family where I lost my, my younger brother um in a in a pretty tragic way and um she was pretty pregnant with her uh second born at the time and we were good friends but not like so close and she literally dropped everything and just remember like her presence like nonstop. and I and I think um was it St. Thomas Aquinas that says um uh friendship brings out the best in one another through forgetfulness of self and I think that was just like the most beautiful example of it because she literally like forgot her entire self and I just remember like looking at her and I mean I was kind of in a daze and out of it I had three young kids like my youngest was only like seven months at the time so this like couple weeks was somewhat of a blur but I just remember her like literally always being there like doing everything we needed for the wake everything we needed for the funeral driving this this and that person and it was not even questioned. I didn't have to ask. She just like threw herself down. And I just remember looking at her and having this like sentiment of like, oh, like she's a keeper. Like she totally like, <laughs> you know, and, and it was I'm, like blushing over here. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I think that was definitely it. And um, she could probably attest to this, but over the years, our friendship has just gotten so much, so much more like intimate. And, and to be really honest, if I'm going to be really authentic here, I think doing the podcast has been, and you guys, you two have probably experienced this yourselves, but like has just really pushed our relationship in a whole new way um, because we were already friends before this. So it almost was like this risky thing to do this yeah. together because you know it's, it's a lot of, yeah it could be bad and it's just been really great because we have had some tears we have had some hard moments but in a way that we only came out on the other side so grateful for those hard moments because it stretched our relationship and pushed us to be like really more authentic and real with each other and more vulnerable in a way that 
Yeah. I don't know that we, I have with a lot of women, to be honest. So um, in that sense, that, that has just been really beautiful for us. Yeah. Well, I think for Elizabeth and I, because we didn't know each other, our friendship has developed. We haven't had any tears yet, have we, Elizabeth? Yeah. No. <laughs> You're like, you guys are a month in and you're no, having tears. We didn't know each other when we started this. And I just had this sense that Elizabeth was the right person, right? We had a common friend who put us together. Okay. It was Cameron actually. And, um, but when I met Elizabeth, she just seemed like the right person. And for me, a lot of it was just your, your frankness, you know, and just kind of your willing to be vulnerable, like right off the bat, like, you know, even your introduction in the very first, you know, our first season of the podcast was like, you know, I'm a whole new homeschooling mom and I'm just here to learn something. <laughs> it was just so, yeah, no, just I sort totally of lovely. Agree. And I've had a lot of feedback on that is that why people love Elizabeth on the show is just that just her frankness and, and willing to be vulnerable. It's just been so, you know, I've had so many comments on that. It's just like, that's been so lovely. So it's been really cool because because I've never met Elizabeth in person, <laughs> it's kind of a weird disconnect, right? Because I feel like she's one of my dearest friends right. and yet right. I've never actually given her a hug. <laughs> right. Oh, it's so crazy. Right? It's weird, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's so awesome, but we'll still sad, you know, like I want yes. to meet you and like, I wish we could record in the same room every week. I know. know. No, we're so blessed for that. For sure. And for, for us, like I, if we had not been in the middle of COVID, I, the first thing I would have done before making any kind of, you know, podcast with another human being, I would have flown to where she lives and met right. her in person. And then, right. you know what I mean? But we could, we didn't have that. So there was right. just this yeah. sort of level of of trusting of the Holy Spirit and of Cameron Fred. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is all going to just work out. Right. So you guys yeah. Have been a perfect match. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I feel like I'm good with at being vulnerable when it comes to me and helping my family and my kids, you know, but honestly, when it comes to friendships, I have a harder time being vulnerable because I think I'm so afraid of rejection. You know, I, I've got lots of good friends, right? Um, you know, some college friends that are still in California. I've got, um, actually my best friend from growing up, we've been friends since we were two, but in all of those friendships, there's something missing, you know, like some of my friends politics or, you know, their faith doesn't line up with mine, which makes it really hard to really deepen a friendship, you know? Um, so I really admire you guys and, and that you found each other and, and oh, dare I say, so <laughs> you know, there's like a little bit of, I wouldn't say jealousy because I'm not like envious. It's more like, right. oh, I wish I had that too. And I'm so yeah. glad that you have that, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. that for me, what kind of drew me to Suzanne was her ability to, uh, she was unapologetic about herself. And I was drawn to that because I'm a little bit like, I'm a little nervous like you, where I'm like, I'm really scared of rejection, rejection, because I think maybe I've been rejected in the past. Um, and Suzanne just kind of kept breaking down those walls in me and just kept being like, I'm here. I will always be here. And no matter what we went through and we've been through some really hard times together, just in our like situations in life or even as friends. And she always reminded me like, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. And for me, I think it was that, that, um, loyalty. 
she she's that loyal friend who just she's willing to do anything you know like we we've been through a lot with our kids and she's like I got your kids I'll take you know Felicity ate pokeweeds and ended up in the hospital like um went into complete shock and her whole body shut down she almost died and Suzanne's like I got your kids I got them all she's kept them overnight and we took Felicity to the hospital and it was like it was not it's a no-brainer so she does the same thing for me where it's like I have someone where I can just completely rely on if I ever need it and it's a mutual, you know? So I think that's a really beautiful part of our friendship, but I also have to point out something with her too. Um, her spirituality is, um, something I like, I'm like, I and like you said, Elizabeth, like having that friend who you can connect on a spiritual way is oh, um, really unique. So different. Mm-hmm. So like she, she can call, out something in me where she's like, no, like that's the devil talking to your heart. You got to like get rid of that, like trust in God. And she like brings out this side of me where I'm like, oh yeah, like Aww. it's God. God's got this, you know? Oh, I'm going to cry. I mean, there's a little <laughs> emotions happening. Right? <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something. I think when, when, um, you know, hearing you guys talk, when, when, uh, you guys interviewed me for your podcast, um, I, so I, my closest friend, we've been friends for 26, 27, almost years. Um, we wow. both just had our third baby. Um, and we, you know, had all our babies together. We ended up moving to the same community because, you know, it was just so we spent so much time together and it was hard, you know, it was hard to live, you know, an hour and a half apart kind of thing. Right. And so, you know, something in, in your uh, relationship really reminded me of my friendship with Lori. Mm-hmm. And I was, I toyed with the idea of asking her to come on, but Lori is super introverted, right? Oh my God. I just thought, oh, no way. I'm not going to put her on the spot like that. But she, she, it would be, it would be really painful for her, I'm sure to be on here. But she is a lot of what, like our initial attraction was that we were very, we much parented in the same style, right? Mm-hmm. And um and we really held each other up in that in a very, you know, when it was just not, um, it, it was weird to kind of be disciplining the way we disciplined and whatnot, right? And, um, but for Lori too, it was her, her spiritual life. Like she would be the person where I'd be, you know, I might fuss, be fussing about something or whatever. Or what do I do about such and such? And she would always say, well, have you prayed about it? Oh yeah. You know, and with Lori and I, Okay, so our first intro into into friendship was that we met each other and we were both tandem nursing. So we were both nursing like a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And it was like this instant, I didn't know anyone on the planet who tandem nursed a baby. And it was like, uh, you, you do this, <laughs> you know, and so yeah. it was this instant bond. But then the more we got to know each other, the closer we drew, but it was through difficulties where our, our friendship really blossomed as well was, you know, when, when, you know, a few years into our friendship, we went through a really, really difficult time. She, then she went through some really hard times and being there for each other was so vital. And so it drew us into an intimacy that, you know, is, is you can't have unless you go through struggles with someone. Mm, right. So true. You know, and that's yeah. why marriage deepens because you go through struggles together because you're raising right. children. Together. Children are always struggles. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Amen. Beautiful struggles, but struggles. Yeah, yeah. But I know it's nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, and it's these friendships too that are on this level where, and we talk about this a little bit. We have a, a series on our um, podcast right now on sisterhood. We talk about this a little bit, but it's this idea of like not being in a friendship of with somebody that's only going to tell you what you want to hear, right? And it's having a friend that like 
not only really wants the best for you, so wants you to flourish and like has your back and is loyal, but also is this unspoken accountability partner who's like not gonna like let you just turn your back on being the woman that you're supposed to be, right? And so it's not this like, oh, Suzanne, I saw the way you walked towards your children today. That was pretty bratty. Or I mean, it's not these like, I'm gonna call you out on every little moment, but it's on this grander scale, right? Of like, I love you. And like, what we want, it's the same thing like in marriage. Like I'm supposed to like will the good of my spouse and he's supposed to will the good of me. And I desire that in true, authentic, deep friendships too of like really wanting the best for each other. And part of that sometimes isn't pretty. It's sometimes it's messy and hard, right? Right. So then, um, there are different friends for different reasons. What are some of the categories you think we need to have different friends for? That's a good question. Ooh, that is a good question. <laughs> um, so I guess I would look at like different friends. I feel like all, all friends need to be uplifting. So I know that there's sometimes there's like toxic friendships where it's like, you leave there and you just, you feel, you feel it, you know, when you're around someone who kind of brings you down and, and, and all that. But I feel like all friendships, real friendships, authentic friendships need to be uplifting. And that means you as well for them. Mm -hmm. So you need to bring the best out of them. Um, so I guess there's, there's different friends, like there's different people I would go to, I guess, like Suzanne, Suzanne is probably one of the most uplifting people I know. So like, if I'm really like, I'm in a dark place, if I'm really down, like she's the one that I go to, because I know she can help me get out of that point without, um, being super negative about it. you like, right. she won't, she won't enter into the darkness with me. She'll actually pull me out and bring me back to the light. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you have some, some, I don't know. I, well, I feel like there's also, okay. So I feel like God places different people in our lives for different, different purposes and, at, and definitely at different times. Yeah. I think, you know, you walk through life. There's like, I would call it maybe like your vocational friendships, right? Whether it's at work yeah. or, um, the other parents of the school of the kids at the school that you send your kids to, or on this homeschooling podcast of the homeschooling group that you belong to, or, you know, right. these like, they still should be uplifting, but they're more of these acquaintance, um, good friends, the person you can always like, oh, I'm going to stand next to this person when we're at the like homeschool community because we kind of connect. Right. And then I also right. feel like, um, I, I would, and then I also feel like there's the, like the mentor friendships, right. Oh, of like the ones that like, you really like look up to as like experienced and that can help you walk life. Cause they've done a little bit more of the walking. Mm-hmm. And at some point you're going to be that mentor friend for somebody else. Right. Yeah. And I think then like, for me, what I would call Julie is my ugly cry friend, <laughs> um, which is the friend that you will allow yourself to do that nasty, ugly cry with the, the real deep, authentic, you're not going to, and this is what's really neat is I remember thinking this about you, Bonnie, after we had interviewed you and ha- you had mentioned about your one dear, dear friend. And I said, Bonnie's so infectious that I feel like she probably has lots of friends but they're not all her ugly cry friends, right? They're not like, I'm sure you have a lot of relationships and we, and, and that's good because we are supposed to be like this light in all these different relationships, whether it's that vocational friend and these mentor like relationships. But then if you have even just that one, it doesn't have to be a lot like that one ugly cry friend. And that's what I was saying, Julie is my ugly cry friend. Yeah, I was very blessed. I had um, my, one of my dear friends I lived with for a couple of years, like I mentioned, and I would, I, she was kind of like that big sister for me. Mm. She was that like mentor. I looked up to her. I actually, a lot of how I parent, a lot of how I deal with things is a lot from her. So I give her a lot of props because she was just such a beautiful soul. And she kind of like opened herself up to let me see into that world. 
Um, so I definitely feel like at different times, God places people in our lives. Um, like I, I don't, I'm not good at keeping in touch with people. I'm not around. So, you know, like I have my, my college friends, my high school friends, you know, people I grew up with and we, you know, we communicate here and there, but mostly I'm, I'm present with the people that are around me. Um, and I feel like God kind of places those people at the right time for what you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, some friendships even I think are kind of casual in the sense that like somebody you could go for coffee with and right. have some conversation with somebody you could just go shopping with, you know, like that sort of thing as well. I mean, I think it's interesting that you brought up mine because yeah, I do. I would say I have a pretty big circle of friends. Most of them are not really close friends. A few, you know, a few obviously are, um, but I end up in a, you know, a mentoring role because I'm a kind of a leader personality. I end up in a mentoring role, you know, it, like I would say a lot of the, like say moms, I go for, have like a monthly, well, before COVID anyway, I had a monthly sort of moms meetup in our town, mm-hmm. right? So we would, whatever homeschoolers wanted to come, I would give a little presentation. Those are all people I would consider my friends, right? The lovely ladies. And I felt like they're people I could even feel like I could call up or whatever. Um, uh, you know, but not, not people that I would lean on. Mm. right mm-hmm. um yeah. but people that I would absolutely consider you know in my circle of friends but I would say the more leadership you have in your life the more leadership you do in your life the more you actually need your own mentors right mm. and so that becomes something really important that I I know I have people that I can run ideas past or lean on or or feel um supported by who've walked ahead of me Right. Right. And those are, you know, like those are relationships I really value. And I have a couple of people that I would consider my mentors who don't live near me, but I keep quite close contact with them because I need to, I need to lean. Right. And so, and the more you give of yourself, the more that comes into play, you you need mentors. Right. I think that's a big thing. We need mentors. We need peers. We need people we mentor to. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And even would you say like people who are um, uh, maybe quieter, more one-on-one type people, like my friend, Lori, she ends up becoming a mentor for a lot of people, but in a very different way than I am. I'm, you know, big and, you know, talking to all the people and getting all excited where she's much more one-on-one. She's great. If I take her to conference with me, I'm the one talking to the 500 people. She's the one talking to the people at my book table, like, you know, uh, and telling them, you know, getting the one-on-one people who may not be, say, precocious enough that they would come up to me and say, hey, I want to talk to you about something, right? You know, and mm-hmm. so this is just so important to have those different layers of friendship, right? Well, I feel like, um, especially the mentor piece for our current, like, season of life right now, where we're, like, younger, I keep saying young moms, we're not really that young anymore, <laughs> but younger moms, yeah. um, we're, yeah. It's always this awkward um, phase. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. We're the middle-aged moms um, of this homeschooling journey too, because I think there's so much opportunity to question yourself. I mean, we question ourselves and doubt ourselves in, in everything, in our wifehood, our motherhood and everything. But I think especially for us, and I think probably for most homeschoolers, um, we often, we we're so new to it that I know even last year, like Julie really struggled with being like, I don't know if I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing with oh, this like lack of trust in herself. Yeah. And like, even just listening to your podcast, to be honest, was like this mentoring, like, um, opportunity for us to just listen to other people walking the homeschooling journey. And yes, that's like a podcast. That's not really like now we're so blessed to call you friend, a friend, but at the time it wasn't like you guys, we had any real connection with you, but it is, I was like mentoring people that have, especially in this homeschooling journey that have like walked the walk 
because we just doubt ourselves so much. And I think that's when, you know, voices sneak in and tell us lies that like, oh, you're doing a crappy job. Don't you see how they spelt all those words in that letter they wrote to grandma? She's going to judge you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Totally going to judge you. (laughs) I feel that on a very deep level. Sorry, what was that? I just said, I feel this on a very deep level. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was funny, Bonnie, because when we were listening to your podcast, you were my mentor and Mm -hmm. I used to, I'd get off the podcast, I'd finish. I'd be like, okay, so Bonnie is my best friend. She just doesn't know it. And I know I told you that. And Suzanne were like, yes, she's our best friend. And someday she'll know. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But you you really were. Literally when we recorded our first um, intro, because the the opening to our podcast says we are two best friends. And we we teased at one time when we were trying to record that. We're like, really, there's three best friends, but Bonnie just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were so influential for us. And you were mentor. Tell you guys my little COVID secret, okay? So I started about a month or two ago. I started this list of all the people I have to meet after COVID is over, and I can go meet people again. And so, of course, Elizabeth is on the top of the list, but you guys are totally on the list. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like two of our best friends. Yeah, we're private. Please, we have to make this happen. Elizabeth, we'll come to you. We'll go yeah, meet yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. Yay. Okay, so I, here's, I think, a really important, this will be our last question, I think, but because um, we're running out of time, but I think it's a really important question is some people have difficulty meeting people, right? Difficulty establishing those friendships effectively, maybe in new circumstances or new phases of life, like motherhood, right? What do you, what, what's your take on that? What do you guys feel like needs to happen you know, what do we need to be open to in order for friendships to blossom? I think it's a little bit different for Susanna, just because we are extroverts, but I feel like even, even someone who's an introvert, putting yourself out there and finding where people are. Um, like when I moved to Connecticut, I knew one person, like I knew nobody. Um, and I remember like asking around, like what's going on in the young adult community. And I would go to things. I would by myself as terrifying as I was, as terrified as I was, Like I just went and I remember, um, that's actually where my very first outing where I was like, okay, God, I'm going, I'm going to try this. Um, I met the one person I knew, um, we were there and then he introduced me to a whole bunch of people Mm -hmm. and it was just being able to say yes to that opportunity and just putting myself out there that opened up the world to me. And I'll be honest, that's where I met my husband. Like we met at this place and from there, all these friendships blossomed. Um, not like you guys said, it's not all going to be those like ugly cry friends, but like people that you can go grab a cup of coffee with people mm-hmm. you can go to church with people you can do that with. Um, but it, it really does take you putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and being authentic because yeah. a lot of times we want to be like that perfect picture of like, I have it all together. Look at my four children. They're behaving and they're perfect. No one wants to see that. Like, like no one wants to be friends. <laughs> Perfection. Right, right. We, we, yeah. Like we were just actually talking about this recently in one of our episodes this idea of, um, uh, we had just interviewed somebody and she had beautifully said like, just so you know, I have never been attracted to your perfection. And I just thought that was so beautiful and so true. And that doesn't mean like go the opposite direction, walk around like a hot mess and that will attract people. That's not what I'm saying. 
but it's this idea of like, okay, if the doors do open, if you have an opportunity, even if it's like, okay, I'm gathering for something for my children, there's other moms, moms around. If you stand in the corner, even if you're a shy person or an extroverted person, but if you stand in the corner acting like, you know, I have my life put together, let me sit on my cell phone. I'm too, you know, unable to make myself vulnerable. That's not going to draw people in. I think sometimes we have to allow ourselves to be um, kind of the mess we are. And it like opens people up to like wanting to be drawn into you, especially if you can be um, full of a messy joy. Yeah. Right. This like joy that can exude from you, even through all of your mess. Yeah. People are drawn to that. And so whether, no matter where you are in life or what your personality is like, it's don't keep those doors locked up anymore. Don't hide who you are because that's not, even if you, even if you were able to make friends, I think it was St. Francis of DeSales that says like, don't um, let people make friends with the mask you wear because then they'll be friends with your mask, not you. And that's not what we want, right? We want real authentic relationships and they will only deepen and blossom when we are we're real and we let people see kind of like really who we are. And I think it's that time spent with people that gives that opportunity. So if it's just like a, a quick pass and you're not gonna be like, Hey, so this is everything going on in my life. <laughs> That's not gonna like that the right appropriate opportunity for that, but it's okay. If you keep going back to that meeting for your kids or whatever it is, right? Like some homeschooling co-op, if you keep going, you keep seeing the same women week after week or month after month, start to like open up, start to share your heart a little bit. Right. And that will hopefully allow people to kind of get to know you. And it's also taking the opportunities like you did, Bonnie, when you looked at your friend and was like, um, she's tandem nursing too. Like you already identified, huh, and we might have something here, right? It's like identifying yeah. tandem, your fellow tandem nurser or whatever it is that you feel like yeah. is unique about you. Have your, have your radar up. Oh my gosh they're doing that too. We might have a connection and that doesn't mean go chase them down the hall, but it just means <laughs> like feel it out and like be open to open exploring where that could take you. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful thoughts. Thank you so much. Um, I am just going to, I'm going to tell you guys about something that's going on in my world because I'm hoping that it will play into two friendships to some degree in a, you know, maybe a different way, but we're all, all our friendships are sort of stilted right now. So as kind of a spin-off of this podcast, we've been for the last few months been thinking about a um, uh, doing some sort of, of support network. I've had it, this all started because a few months ago when we first started the podcast, I had two or three people contact me and say, "I love what you're talking about. I love what you're doing, but I I I don't have a support network." if I'm kind of off on my own, not mm-hmm. using a lot of curriculum or using eclectic curriculum or, or kind of having this more um, child-centered learning ideal, you know, when I, when I belong to a, a particular curriculum company or provider or whatever, um, support is built into that, right? Mm. And so, you know, sort of how do I get, so I've been t- t- tossing this idea around. So, I mean, I sent out some emails, oh, a bunch of emails to whoever I know and said, just give me some feedback. On, on this idea of having some sort of support network in place. And so how that's actually looking is, um, my it should be up by Monday. By the time this podcast comes out, it should be up. Is that it's a really, really inexpensive membership that I just have a couple of Zoom meetings a week that people can drop in and ask mm-hmm. questions and get to know each other, right? And I mean, it's not friendships in your community, but what I'm really hoping for that is that like-minded people gather 
right? And who knows if it grows, people might be able to have subgroups in their in their areas where they live. But this is kind of where it's leading and and kind of you know, what I'm hoping is it's a place where people can be vulnerable. Here's the problems I'm having. How do I work through this? And then I'm not the only person saying, Hey, here's some ideas or here's how that went. When I, when I uh, was going through that with my kids. Right. And so, you know, I'm hoping that it's a place of fostering friendships and we all have to be just kind of okay with fostering friendships right now via zoom. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Reality we're living with. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyways, yeah, I just wanted to you ladies, thank you so, so much for sharing yourselves with us. It's just been phenomenal. Uh, I appreciate you so much. And you're on my Aww. list. So we're going to meet. It could be a year. Could be. We don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. Who knows? But I, it's, it's already, <laughs> I don't we're know. holding you through that. We're excited. And I'm excited to hear about this new uh, support network. That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I'm, my son, my son-in-law is working on it right now because he's my. Ah, awesome. <laughs> and, um, and again, we're going to the next few weeks with this in mind, with the idea of friendships in mind and the things that we can do to really bolster ourselves. We're going to talk about some of the difficulties that we face as homeschoolers. And um, mm-hmm. so don't, you know, we've got a, a boatload of questions we've collected over the last few months of kind of difficulties and challenges and if people have specific ones please add them in because we'll sort of try and group them um so that we are we're addressing those challenges and difficulties but um love you ladies thank you so so much thanks bye elizabeth bye